Hear the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as written in the account of St. John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 5, and following with 10 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. He was in the world, and the world came into being through Him, yet the world did not know Him. He came to what was His own, and His own people did not accept Him. But to all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is the only Son, himself God, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today is Father's Day. And let me just go ahead and own something for some of us in the room. Today is a mixed bag of emotions, the best way we can express it. Because perhaps our fathers are no longer with us today. They've gone on to glory. That kind of leaves a hole there. Some folks are not blessed with godly fathers. I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of folks in this world that can become fathers but never take on the mantle of being a daddy. And there's a big difference between being a father and a daddy. Just like there's a lot of folks who always wanted to become fathers, but they never could do it. But that didn't stop them from being daddies. I mean, I want you to stop and think about it for a second. There have been godly men in our lives, hopefully that were related to us, but I bet you you've got at least one or two folks that they weren't related to you outside of the grace of God that were spiritual daddies and granddaddies and uncles and cousins, got you in trouble on the back road, got you out of trouble with your parents after they got you in trouble. I mean, there's, there's some wonderful blessings, but it's still a mixed bag. Today, there may be a bunch of emotions. And I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just trying to say, here's the truth about today. Same thing with Mother's Day. Same thing anytime we recognize something concerning families. Because even at our best, families can be messy sometimes. Church is no different. It's one of the reasons why I constantly call us a church family. Anything that can happen in your family can happen in our family. So whereas today is Father's Day, and I'm going to be speaking to fathers in reference, it's really just because every time I make a reference, I don't want to say fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers and aunts and uncles and cousins and spiritual daddies and just know it's for everyone. Okay? See, there is a funny thing about when you take on that mantle of being a daddy. Now, we, we, we want to be good daddies, at least I did. So when I found out 
that Melissa was expecting our first child when she told me. Actually, she handed me a test and said, look at this. <laughs> and I got so frustrated because it was one of them. I don't want to be too personal here, but I've already started. Um, it was one of them that had the two lines on it. I couldn't see that line that she was saying. So I said, I, I'm going to go get another one. So I went and got one that says pregnant or not pregnant. Because I am convinced that's the reason those tests were made was because guys can't read the two lines. And so she took it and she walked out and said, here, and it said pregnant. And I said, give it a second, not pregnant, because I hadn't studied yet. So she told me about this and I found out she got her a little book that talked about how the baby was developing and all, and we would look at that book. And I went, whoa, there's a book called What to Expect When You're Expecting for Fathers. There was another book called How to Be a Father. I mean, I bought six, seven books on how to be a dad. Do you know, every single one of those books talked about changing a diaper. Not a single one of them talked about when the baby wiggled. I practiced on a teddy bear. I did. I'm proud enough to admit it because I had not been around babies. So Melissa showed me how to change the diaper. I practiced on the teddy bear. I got good on the teddy bear. Then we brought Benjamin home. The boy would not stay still. <laughs> the other thing that none of those books ever said was when you're changing, especially a little boy's diaper, you need to stand to the side. And I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that. That would have been some helpful information. I really wanted to be a good daddy. I'm sure most of us sitting in this room wants to be good daddies. And the reality is, we're okay. There's some things that we do really well. There's some things and some days and some moments that we wish we could go back and get a second shot at it. And then there's some things we really wish we could go back and just erase. I know this for a fact because this past week, thank y'all for letting me be off last Sunday, my family and I went to Disney World, the happiest place on earth. So they tell you. I think that's more of an idolized vision of what they're trying to sell. Now, if they said the most expensive place on earth, they would be correct. And me thinking about family bonding time. Because, I mean, it's, it's hard for all of us with all of our schedules to be together for a whole day, much less a whole week. I thought it would be good not to fly, but to drive. Now, I told Melissa that was the idea. Really, it was because I didn't want to spend money on the airline tickets after I just <laughs> paid out money to go Disney. Yeah, so 10 hours in the car together, one way. Yeah, it was the happiest time of our lives. I mean, let me tell you something. We've got, we've got Mickey Mouse pulled up. We're trying to get going. It is hot, you know, because you get down there. They, on all the pictures, everybody's hair is always in place. No one's got red face and sweat going on all over the place. That's, that's exactly what happened. I mean, it, that's hot. You're sweating. You're, you're, since you're hot and you're sweating and hungry, you start to get frustrated. And this was 10 minutes after we packed the car. I mean, we haven't even made it to the happiest place on earth yet. And the reason why I'm telling you all this whole story is to tell you this. Number one, to give you forewarning, I've got some great sermon illustrations from this trip. The next time I start running low on sermon illustrations, we're just going to take another trip to Disney because I'm going to get my money back out of these sermon illustrations, I'm telling you. But I'm not going through all of them today. Um, thank goodness, because um, there's a bunch of them. 
But one of the things that I think is one of the greatest points about being a father, the greatest points about being specifically a daddy or a dad, in whatever way that is in raising children, is our children become a product of who we are. They really are the legacy that we leave. And folks meet us sometimes by meeting our children. I'll give you an example from Disney. It was the last day that we were down there. We had finished up. We'd gone back over to the, to the resort, and we're in the swimming pool. It's me and Melissa and Benjamin and Robin, and we're just having a grand old time because the deepest part of the swimming pool was five foot six inches. I'm five feet eight. I felt like a giant. It was great. <laughs> I'm standing in the deep end of the swimming pool flat-footed. You know, it's awesome. Well, one of the little kids had an accident in the pool, and they had to close the pool. So they're telling us to get out. And as we are getting out, my son's favorite movie when he was, when he was a younger kid was Toy Story. He has been enamored with Toy Story since we got down there because there's all this Buzz Lightyear stuff, which was his favorite character. And he's been quoting Toy Story, all of the movies, all week. As we are getting out of the pool, I don't know exactly who did it, but I have a pretty good idea because there was a daddy who was doing the walk of shame, trying to get something out of the pool. My son opens his mouth, I know, right? And in a loud voice goes, somebody's poisoned the water hole. <laughs> and my wife looks at me and goes, I wonder where he gets that from. And I look at my son and I said, how do you get me in trouble? She didn't say anything to him. She thought it was funny. I got in trouble because, of course, my son would say that because he's my son. If you want to know how I know that Robin is my daughter, just watch her on a softball field sometime. I'm not talking about the athletic part. She, she gets that from her mother. I'm talking about the words that come out of her mouth. Our children are, are what we pour into them as parents, as grandparents, as a church family. They take on aspects of who we are. Why does this have anything to do with the passage of Scripture we've read today? Well, because it's got everything to do with it. The Gospel of John gives us an understanding of who Jesus is as the Christ. From the very first word of the very first verse, he takes us back to Genesis. Because just like Genesis begins with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John begins with, in the beginning was the word. You know that word that was spoken at the beginning? You know how God, the, uh, the creator, created everything? He spoke it into existence. John is telling us that Jesus Christ was the word that was spoken at the very beginning. And that everything that exists came into being through him. And not one thing that exists didn't come into being because of him. And that this word takes on flesh and comes to dwell among us. And here's the great thing. You see, none of us, including John, had ever seen the Father. But we got to witness and know and learn who the Father is through the Son. Because the Father 
and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They're all one God and three persons. And even though it's going to be when we finally reach the eternal, heaven shore, however that is, that we get to look on the face of God, the Father. We already know what God the Father is like because we've met God the Son. That's a beautiful thought and it's a holy moment and it also has a practical reminder for all of us who are daddies because we're not just called to be a father we're called to be a daddy a dad we're not just called to be a grandfather we're called to be a papa or a pawpaw whatever whatever your grandkids call them or for our grandmothers nana or mama or grammy or granny or whatever my mother will tell you that her grandchildren are her reward for not killing me as a teenager. And I don't think she's joking. Whatever it is, that's, that's also a sobering moment. That we're not just called to get our kids to adulthood. We're not just called to make sure that they know the difference between right and wrong and good and bad and how to drive and how to treat people and and, and to be successful and not be lazy and not quit or give up when things get hard and make sure that they're prepared for the world, all the stuff that keeps us up at night and is true and is good and important. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But we're also called to stop what we're doing from time to time and to listen to them and to care for them and to play with them and to pour into them the other side of what it means to be a human being and a follower of Jesus Christ. Do you know that Jesus stopped several times in his ministry at the most busiest points to go away, to have some one-on-one -on -one time with his dad? I think that says something. And one of the things that speaks volumes to me is did you know that when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, and we got what we have as the Lord's Prayer, right? And we say, our Father. Not exactly the best translation, let me tell you. Because both in the Latin and the Greek, the title for Father is Patri or Pater, depending on whether you want to talk Latin or Greek. That means Father. And Jesus looked at his disciples and said, when you pray, pray in this way. Say, Abba which is Greek. Abba is not the name for father. It's the name for daddy. It's the informal. It means dad, daddy, papa. So when Jesus taught the disciples and taught us how we're supposed to pray to the father, he said, I want you to approach him the way you would a perfect daddy. Call upon him like a daddy. Crawl up in his lap like a daddy. Cry on his shoulder when you need to. His chest is big enough for you to beat on when the world's falling apart. And don't forget to go by and say hi, dad, and give him a high five 
when everything's going great. I know today can be a mixed bag for a lot of us in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. But we have a perfect father and we get to know him through a perfect son. And we have that as our example. So dads, if you're like me, and it's just kind of ironic that today is Father's Day after you just spent 10 hours yesterday in the car with your family, and there may be a reason why you haven't got a Father's Day card yet, I'm just saying. <laughs> Give yourself a little slack, because the point is you're there. But don't give yourself too much slack to where you forget that, yes, it is vitally important that our children get brought up in the way that they should go. It's also vitally important for them to know that they have a daddy in you and a daddy in their God. Happy Father's Day. In the name of the Father, the dad, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne, and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.